Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. The defending NBA champs have plenty of work to do before the playoffs. Tom Brady isn't buying Julian Edelman's retirement. Plus, who's your favorite NBA superhero? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The L.A. Lakers snap a three-game losing streak and beat the Denver Nuggets 93-89 to stay out of that dreaded play-in game spot. First, LeBron James came back, and now he's sitting again. He missed Monday night and has said he doesn't think he will be 100% again this season. Joining me now from Locked on Lakers, Andy Kamenetsky and Andy uh, this is something that the Lakers have been dealing with, not just with one superstar, but with two superstars. And now they are at risk of having to play in the play-in game. So how concerned are you with LeBron James's health status right now? I'm concerned with LeBron's health status right now. I'm concerned with the health status of everybody on this team, frankly. They keep having guys in and out of the lineup. Dennis Schroeder is in the health and safety protocols, and he is expected now to be out for 10 to 14 days. Anthony Davis has not looked like himself since he's been back, particularly on the defensive end. Um, Alex Caruso just came back with back spasms, but you never know, it feels like at least, who's going to be the next one in and out of the lineup. This team really needs continuity right now to try to get on their best foot heading into the playoffs or, I guess, the play-in game. And they simply have not had that luxury for a long time. Yeah, there was some discussion that the bubble would create an asterisk. And of course, after the Lakers won it, LeBron said, you know, that he felt like it was one of the hardest championships anyone has had to win. We are we are heading toward now a situation where this title may be the one where some people say, uh, there should be an asterisk because this is the one that's created all of these sorts of weird circumstances, superstars getting hurt left and right. Yeah, I don't believe so much in asterisk in general just because I think this stuff is so hard, but I do think that this is going to be the year where everybody has a difficult time just trying to figure out what to make of it. Like it reminds me a lot of what we just saw with the Academy Awards and I think that just the general reaction of I don't I don't even know what these movies are or how they resonated, you know, and I say this as somebody who saw them all, but like in film culture nobody really knows exactly, you know, what they're going to mean in two months, much less five to 10 years from now. I think this championship, whoever ends up winning it, is going to feel a lot like that. It's just going to feel like a season that nobody can quite put their finger on. Other than getting healthy, are there things that that you are looking for from this team as they they try and close out the season here? You know, and, and I guess maybe also other than stay out of the playing game. <laughs> They got to figure out exactly how to get back to themselves defensively because the, the offense these last couple of years, you know, even when they ended up winning a championship, has always, in a lot of ways, been very LeBron centric, and and his success has dictated a lot of the the terms of the success for the Lakers offensively. They've often struggled without him on the court. They've often been kind of muddy in, in half court situations. They've really been at their best in transition but they had always been able to depend on their defense. And at times, their defense has been absolutely spectacular. Even this year, missing LeBron for 20 games, Anthony Davis for 30 games, and other guys in and out of the lineup over the second half of the season, they've been among the best defenses, if not the top-rated defensively all season. 
that's gone away dramatically over the last couple of weeks, particularly upon the return of Davis. They've got to get that back because that's always been the thing that they could depend on the most. If, if they don't have that defensive cohesion and dominance back, I, I think it's going to be a very short run for these guys, assuming they end up in the playoffs. Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, Tom Brady isn't buying Julian Edelman's retirement. That's next. Shopping for car parts can be an absolute hassle unless you know exactly what you're looking for. And I don't. I don't know about you, but I don't. I don't know cars any better than I know what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. It's just guesswork for me. So why not go to a place that can make car part buying easier? RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Plus, their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and then choose the brands and specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at Rock Auto are reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Did you know that some stores charge you more just for being a layperson, just for not being a professional mechanic? Why spend up to twice as much on the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Russell Westbrook became the only player with multiple 20 assist, 20 rebound games in NBA history. Will Chamberlain is the only other player with one. The Washington Wizards moved closer to the Pacers in the Eastern Conference playoff standings by beating Indiana 154-141 Monday. Westbrook had 14 points to go along with his career-high 21 rebounds and a whopping 24 assists. His league-leading 32nd triple-double of the season. He now has 178 triple-doubles, three shy of Oscar Robertson's record with seven games remaining for Washington. Monday's performance guarantees that Westbrook will average a triple-double on the season for the fourth time in his career. Robertson is the only player to do this, and he did it once. The Utah Jazz took advantage of an off night from the Phoenix Suns to take control of the Western Conference. The Utah Jazz dominate the San Antonio Spurs for the second time this season with a 110-99 win despite playing without Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell. David Locke with your latest here on the Jazz. The Jazz regained the number one seed with a dominating performance. They never trailed in this game as they never trailed the last time they played the Spurs, though these games were very different. Last time these two teams played, the Jazz hit 21 threes and Rudy Gobert just got seven shot attempts. This time, Greg Popovich decided to not allow the Jazz to get the threes. They had just 36 attempts and the Jazz instead went to Rudy Gobert. He scored 24 points on 10 of 14 shooting. The incredible one was in the first half of this game. The San Antonio Spurs did not make a three and did not make a shot at the rim until there were 25 seconds left in the half. They made every single field goal as a paint non-restricted area two or a long two. The Jazz were in complete control, led this game by as many as 25, and the Jazz are now back to being the number one seed in the Western Conference. For more on the Jazz, tune in to Locked On Jazz and the Locked On Podcast Network. 
Carmelo Anthony passed Elvin Hayes for 10th on the NBA's all-time scoring list. He finished the game Monday night with 27,318 points. However, things did not go well for the Portland Trailblazers. Pass first point guard, a host of lockdown Blazers, Mike Richmond. Blazers lose in Atlanta to the Hawks on Monday night in a game that ended their four-game winning streak. Doesn't seem like a big deal to lose their first game on a, a long six-game road trip after starting 4-0, but it illustrates how thin their margin for error is. With the loss, they now slip to a lone in seventh place of the West behind both the idle Mavericks and the Lakers. So, while an otherwise loss wouldn't be that important, it just shows you how thin it's going to be for them to avoid the play-in tournament, get the sixth seed, and get some much-needed rest heading into the playoffs. They really can't afford to lose any games at this point, so even ones where you kind of chalk it up to the schedule on the second night of a back-to-back and a long trip doesn't matter. The real news, though, is Damian Lillard hurt his foot at the end of the game, and we can look at the standings all we want. If Dame isn't healthy, it doesn't matter what happens to Blazers. Unfortunately, a theme in Carmelo's career He has a scoring milestone, and yet his team loses. As a Syracuse fan, it hurts me dearly to admit that that's true. While some teams are battling for positioning in the playoffs, others are battling for a better draft pick. And we had a big tank game on Monday night. The Detroit Pistons lose tonight, but do they really? Kuka Hill here, host of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. The Pistons lose tonight's game to the Atlanta Magic, 119-112. The Pistons lose tonight, but do they actually lose? This game was like a full-on tank-off between Orlando Magic and the Detroit Pistons. Both teams sending out multiple players in hopes of losing tonight's game, honestly, and continuing their process of trying to get to the top of the draft lottery. So while the Orlando Magic won tonight's game, I think the Pistons won the bigger game here tonight. They won the war. The Orlando Magic were able to win the battle tonight, but the Pistons are going to win the war because they're inching closer and closer to securing that number two spot in the draft lottery. And that's all that really matters from tonight's game. I'm going to be honest, the tank battles are sometimes just as entertaining as these last few playoff seed battles. Los Angeles Dodgers starter Dustin May, one of the game's brightest young pitchers, will undergo season-ending Tommy John surgery to repair a damaged ulnar collateral ligament. The team said Monday. The surgery is scheduled for Tuesday in LA. The recovery timetable usually falls somewhere between 12 and 16 months. A prognosis that could have May back for the stretch run of the 2022 season. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for today on betonline.ag. The Toronto Raptors will have a small chance to make a playoff spot in the East while the Clippers are battling with the Denver Nuggets over the third in the West. The betonline.ag line for Raptors at Clips is Los Angeles giving nine. Two of the top teams in the East, the Nets and the Bucks, face off tonight. The biggest question around this game will be who actually plays the betonline.ag line for Nets at Bucks is Milwaukee giving two. To check out the full list, head to betonline.ag where you can bet the NBA, NHL, MLB, and NFL futures. You name it, they have it. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Here is another story you need to know. Patriots legend Julian Edelman said he is retired. You know who's not buying it? Tom Brady. Joining me now, Mike DeBate from Locked On Patriots to try and figure this out. And Mike, Tom Tom said yesterday, we know Julian didn't retire. Let's be honest. He's just too scared to tell Bill he wants to come to Tampa. I've been there. All right. Lots to unpack there, right? But what what is your reading of how this was intended? You know, my reading of it is that it was taken more tongue in cheek or that it should have been taken more tongue in cheek than it was, Peter. Uh, bottom line, 
I've seen the way Tom Brady and Julian Edelman have interacted. They have a uh, a, uh, a friendship that's very much predicated on snark, very much predicated on back and forth, but there is a lot of, uh, you know, mutual admiration, a lot of mutual respect there as well. Uh, and these two guys are the closest of friends. In a lot of ways, I can understand how the press is taking this, how the media is taking it, how things are kind of mushrooming uh, out of, well, I don't want to say out of control, because it's really not out of control. It's not a major story yet, but it has the potential to get there. Anytime there's Tom Brady and there's Julian Edelman, you're going to have those elements. Look, bottom line, I've seen Edelman on the practice fields for the last couple of years covering him up here in New England, and there were times where you really questioned whether or not he was going to be able to give it a go. I mean, at one point in 2019, he was fighting off shoulder injuries, he was fighting off a chest rib injury, and also a, a knee injury, any one of which would have put anyone else on the shelf for quite some time. Julian was battling through all three. Last year, from all indications, the knee issues just were too much for him to handle. And uh, there were even indications that it might be bone on bone. And that's unconfirmed. Uh, but at this point, a lot of people have put a lot of stock into those plans. And he, you know, he tried to get back on the field late last season, couldn't do it, little to no improvement after six months. It's difficult to believe that his knee is going to magically improve to the point where he can play in the NFL again. So I think Tom and Julian were kind of having a little fun at everyone's expense. But at the end of the day, I don't expect to see Julian Edelman on a football field in 2021. Friends joke. This is this is not uncommon, but it's also not uncommon to half joke. Uh, and so if we're if we're being honest, mm -hmm. there has to be part of Tom Brady that would love to have Julian Edelman come down to Tampa. So give me a percentage figure that Tom Brady was joking with this. If Edelman was healthy enough to do it, I think Tom would love to see Julian down in Tampa. And they had a great relationship on the field. We talk about the great relationship off the field, the closeness of their friendship. This was one of the most prolific uh, duos in the NFL on the field in quite some time. Uh, percentage, uh, I'd probably say maybe 90% joke, maybe 10% uh, you know, reality. Uh, a lot of people joked about Rob Gronkowski going down and joining him in Tampa Bay, and then all of a sudden it happened. So... I don't say, I never say never to anything in this business that we're in. There's no question about it. And this would surprise me, but it wouldn't completely and utterly shock me because we've seen too much in the NFL uh, over the course of the last years and never discount anything. So like I said, 90% joke, 10% reality. We'll see what happens as a result. Who is your favorite NBA superhero? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. There are so many times when you want to eat something delicious and you open your cupboard and you go, I got nothing. Or the only things that you have in there are going to make you feel guilty after you eat them, even though you know they are delicious. We'll find that perfect blend of both with the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar with delicious flavors like peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, coconut, almonds, all covered in 100% chocolate and all low calorie, low sugar, high fiber and high protein. And right now we're making it even easier for you to get Built Bars. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. 
It was shameless product placement night in the NBA as the Pelicans and Warriors faced off. Steph Curry was incredible. He dropped 41 points in a Warriors win. And so we thought we would have a little fun with this idea. No hero points here, though I do have a hero in his own right, Wes Goldberg from Locked On Warriors. And Wes, NBA players can do things that seem to defy physics at times. We characterize them as being heroes. We talk about their heroics. So who is your favorite NBA superhero? Well, not to keep going with the theme here, but doesn't it have to be Steph Curry? I mean, what he's doing on the floor is so transformative, and that's nothing new. I mean, I I liken Steph to his first his first couple MVP years. It felt like he dropped out of the back of a spacecraft and onto an NBA court and just started launching like these logo three pointers. I mean, that is a superstore a superhero story in and of itself. And then half a decade later, he's still doing this. This is like, I don't know, I'm not much of a comic book guy, but I feel like there's probably like sequels, like late stage, like angry Batman and stuff like that. That's where we're at with <laughs> Steph Curry, right? Is he's, he's this grizzled veteran. He's just seen some things and, but he's playing better than he ever has. Another 41 point game. It's his ninth 40 point game of the season, his sixth in the last 15 games. I mean, if that's not superhero, like, I don't know what is. You know, I, I was inclined to say, you know, LeBron, of course, he is going to save the world from the Monstars pretty soon here. Right. And and Giannis and Kevin Durant at their size can do things that we've never seen before. But you know what? My, my favorite thing about a lot of superheroes is during the day, they're just like us, right? Clark Kent, he's just a reporter. Bruce Wayne, he's he's a mild mannered, you know, he's a billionaire. But if you saw him at a restaurant, he would just he would just be a regular guy. That's Steph Curry, right? That's you know, stuff he, because he doesn't – yeah, you're right. He is like your every man. And you mentioned Giannis and Embiid and KD and these guys. LeBron. LeBron played the villain in Miami, right? Like, yeah. Giannis looks like a supervillain. Like that's – like it's one of those how do you overcome that length and that freak, you know, athleticism and size and all that stuff. Steph is just Clark Kent and he looks like Clark Kent when he's doing superhero things. Uh, and, and it's hard to picture him – kind of making that heel turn the way that LeBron did, the way that, I don't know, Giannis is sort of flirting with, the way that Kevin Durant is flirting with. It's just not in his wheelhouse. He's a guy that plays with joy, with happiness, and that's why kids love him, and that's why he was the star of the Marvel thing tonight, whatever that was. And, and yeah, those other guys would be great <laughs> supervillains, though. The superheroes make us want to be like them. We know we can never be like LeBron. We can't be like Giannis. It seems like with enough practice, you could be like Steph. And I think that's what that's what really sells it for me is, you know, if if you could if you could be six foot, you could be five ten, but if you can shoot, you can be like Steph. And th that relatability, I think that really that really sells the superhero point for me. You're absolutely right. And for proof, look no further than Elon Musk, who saw Iron Man, and is like, hey, that's attainable that's gettable that's my favorite superhero and he set out in his life to basically be new real life iron man and and you know i don't know the again i'm not a great comic book guy i don't know who iron man's <laughs> villain is but i feel like there's nobody out there trying to be the villain in iron man and finally the olympics are set to open in japan in just under three months where international borders have been virtually sealed for a year 15,000 Olympic and Paralympic athletes and thousands of other officials, judges, sponsors, media, and broadcasters 
are expected to be there. Some nurses in Japan are incensed at a request from Tokyo Olympic organizers to have 500 of them dispatched to help out with the games. They said they're near the breaking point dealing with the coronavirus pandemic. Olympic officials have said they need 10,000 medical workers to staff the games, and the request for more nurses comes amid a new spike in the virus with Tokyo and Osaka under a state of emergency. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up Wednesday, the Heat and Mavs are clinging on just above the play-in line, so which team can hang on to their spot? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.